Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hi everyone, and welcome back to Ozbiz Live from our Barangaroo Studios. Great to have your company on this. Uh, what are we? Tuesday. It so, seems to be a long week already with all the shenanigans going on on financial markets. Lot to get through today. Uh, let's check in with the panel. Ten stocks picked by you. I put them to our expert panel. Uh, Rudy Philippek Van Dyke from FN Arena. Rudy, how are you, sir? This is the Tuesday that feels like a Thursday. It does. There's been a lot happening. Henry Jennings from uh, Marcus today. Um, oh, going uh, wild and bushy at the moment. Um, is that because yeah. you've been in the bunker? Uh, no, it's not because I've been in the bunker, but because I got a late call to do uh, the show with you and Rudy. Ah, right. Okay. <laughs> All right. No, that's fair enough. We like your wild and woolly. Hey, speak your wild and woolly markets again, wild and woolly. Uh, I'm just checking uh, a couple of minutes ago a sea of red except for gold stocks. And of course, gold went through 1900 US dollars uh, an ounce overnight on the back of uh, the problems with uh, the banking system in the United States. Uh, so instead of a stock of the day, I thought we'd take a look at, at gold at the moment and, and gold stocks. Uh, Henry Jennings, uh, Maitan Somersandaran from Deep Data Analytics has been pushing gold for a while now. It's part last week, passed through its, what, 50, 100 and 200 day moving average on the way up. Uh, what do you think of gold at the moment? And what's your favorite gold stock? Um, hi, Koshi. Hi, Rudy. Uh, I guess, you know, everyone is now panicking in the markets. We've had a, a weekend to forget as far as uh, US banks go with SVB. And of course, the fallout continues. We're down another 130 odd points today. So the natural safe haven because bonds have actually turned into uh, not so much of a safe haven and that's where all the ructions have been caused. The natural safe haven has been I guess at the moment two things, crypto which has gone pretty well recently and also the uh, gold market and gold as you say heading towards 2000. I always get a bit suspicious and a bit worried when all the experts especially those on CNBC which seem to be late to the party <laughs> start talking about gold stocks and uh, how it's going to hit $2,000 uh, an ounce in the US terms. So I always get a little bit suspicious about that because it does tend to signal the end of the run, which, uh, you know, I, you have to buy gold when everybody else is kind of not that interested in it because it does have its day. It is having its right. day at the moment. Uh, whether that continues remains to be seen. It is a function of the US dollar to some extent as well. And of course, the safe haven buying. So uh, it could well hit 2000 in Aussie dollar terms. You know, it's nearly twenty nine hundred dollars uh, Aussie wow. announced. So, so that is uh, that's pretty impressive for the Aussie gold miners digging this stuff out, you know, all in sustaining costs, you know, thirteen hundred bucks and they're getting twenty nine hundred bucks for their gold. So that should do well. Of course, they have got cost pressures. The one that I do like 
uh, and have liked for a long time, have been a holder for a long time, is DeGray, D-E-G being the stock code there. Uh, they have a big project, Molina, uh, which is coming up for some significant milestones, I guess, this year. We've got the definitive feasibility study, which should come out in mid-2023. Uh, uh, and with that, they will be able to finalize funding and then they will make the final investment decision in the second half of this year. Uh, they are continuing exploration. I guess if you want a two for the other one that I think looks interesting is uh, Genesis Minerals, uh, which has been tied up, of course, with St. Barbara, which has been a little bit of a chihuahua, to say the least. But um, <laughs> Gen Genesis has got good management. The guy there, Raleigh Finlayson, did it at Northern Star. Uh, and this is his vehicle to do it again. There's a bit of a roll-up going on at Leonora, and uh, that is good. Mm. The stock hasn't really moved. Same with DeGray. You know, we talk about the big gold rush today. Well, DeGray is unchanged, and yeah. uh, I think Genesis is only modestly higher. So there may be a couple of sleepers there. Of course, everybody piles into the new crests and the Northern Stars. Yes. Evolution had some in uh, news yesterday on Ernst Henry, but uh, yes. Okay. Gold looks interesting. Yeah. Um, does it look interesting to you, Rudy? Uh, I should say Bitcoin also had a big leap up as well, which a lot of the gold bugs say that that uh, cryptos have taken away that uh, that hedge from gold, isn't it, in inflationary times? Yeah, not to the not to the real gold bugs, though. But yes, we uh, we humans we live by narratives, and yeah. um, all narratives. Uh, have their existence until uh, the opposite is proven. Um, uh, I mean, there's nothing gold, there's nothing wrong with gold itself. I mean, um, I mean, I have a di I have a different risk profile than Henry has, and I always have a little bit of gold in my portfolio, right. which I sometimes increase, like for example in 2020. Right. And otherwise, I'm just carrying it along, and it doesn't have to do anything. So, do you set a a specific portion of your portfolio? Yeah. yeah. What, yeah. what is it? Five percent yeah, or yeah. Well, whatever. I mean, I always say you 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 you, you increase or decreases uh, alongside of your comfort comfort or whether you're right. uncomfortable yeah. with the world. So, what are you at the moment? Uh, I'm I'm below five percent now. Right. But yeah. uh, so I was once uh, from memory it was eleven uh, right. in darker times, and um, that 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 works well on days like today. Of course, you. Uh, your little small part of your portfolio is performing well, and that's yep. that's why you have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I am a little bit with Henry. I'm not so sure about the sustainability here. I'm also not so sure whether the market is panicking. It's it's, it's now it's a typical uh, risk off. Uh, sell first, ask questions later. We I think Australia was a bit slow to the to the mark. We yeah. we didn't really believe what was happening yesterday, but today we are believing it. Yeah. Um, it, it, I mean, I'm not so sure whether we, we are going through a systematic uh, danger zone with, with US and global banks, but the market is obviously taking a less sanguine view here. Mm. Um, from here onwards, I think it's all about, um, we, we've seen the bond yields already, it's all about the Fed now. I'm yeah. personally thinking that the Fed is not necessarily going to pause or definitely not cut here. Right. Um, and that then also will limit the upside for gold itself. Right. Uh, if you really want to go into the share market, um, instead of trying to pick the next gold stock, uh, maybe pointing out that a, a small cap service provider like DDH, right. DDH1, yeah. uh, is ac actually does have a lot of um, gold customers. Right. 
And um, if gold does see a prolonged return to favor, mm. then I would think that that, that share price okay. will catch up as well. All right. Okay, that's a, a, a bit of lateral else. thinking. Something else. On the gold price. Excellent. All <laughs> right, uh, let's take a look at the stocks that you want us to have a look at in this half hour, the first half hour. We're going to take a look at AUB, Endeavour, uh, Lottery Corp, Suncorp, and Ready Tech. Um, Rudy, first stock, AUB, the uh, the big insurance broking roll yeah. up, uh, yeah. it and Steadfast sort of dominate that sector, don't they? Oh, Steadfast is three times the size of AUB, right. so there's a difference there. Um, well, we just spoke about uh, gold miners. I mean, the old the old saying was always that you don't buy the gold miners, you buy the the, the pick and shovel providers. Yeah. Um, you can t- say the same thing here about the insurance uh, sector. I mean. Um, you don't necessarily have to buy an insurer, which obviously has the typical premium and, 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 and bond yield uh, risk, um, and, and obviously inflation. Uh, you can buy the, in the insurance uh, sellers, basically, the, the platforms that, that sell, the, that sell the, pol- the, the policies. Yep. And AUB is the, the second largest we have in Australia. Um, this sector is also because of inflation and because of all the premium increases, because these guys live and die by obviously by the nominal mm. sums that, uh, that that change hands yep. um, they're obviously at, 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 a, at, a, at a very favorable phase in their existence i personally i prefer steadfast also because it's right. the largest one and, yep. and and over a long period of time it has it has outperformed um, there was a logic to, to and definitely in my in my um, universe to go with the market leader instead of trying to uh, trying to get better returns out of the, right. the smaller players, but I, th- I think in this at this point in time, um, I mean this this sector should should still have the wind in the sails, and, right. and I and I suspect if you I mean I don't know what happened on, on a daily basis, it's obviously selling today, but if you give enough time, the share price should be higher. Okay. So, and, but preferences with steadfast. Steadfast, but if you're in AUB, oh yeah, just, just stay there. I mean, right. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Uh, is is that a ge- in these uncertain times? Mm-hmm. Is that a general rule for you when you look at sectors? Go with the leader. I usually go for the leader because right. if if you hold if you if you intend to hold stocks through downturns and upturns, yeah. then you might underperform a little bit in in the good times, but you will definitely make up for it in, in the not right. so good times. Okay, interesting. Um, Henry, what's your view on AUB? Um, it's I always find it interesting, Koshi, when I watch free to air to see which companies are advertising on TV. And an awful lot of adverts seem to be for insurance companies. So clearly they've Mm. got a bit of money to splash around. It's either car companies or insurance companies, or Telstra actually is getting in on the act as well. So clearly these guys have got a bit of money to to splash around. And you look at AUB and as, as Rudy says, you know, there's two insurance brokers that should do well out of insurance companies doing well, price rises, et cetera. AUB has made an interesting acquisition in the UK, Tizers, uh, which does seem to be going well. That's exceeding expectations. Margins uh, were initially expected to be around 19%. They're coming in around 20.4%. So that is a good tick of approval. So I'm with Rudy on this one. I think this is a good quality stock in a good sector, which I guess is one of the few sectors that is it's compulsory really let's face mm. it i mean insurance is one of those things that yep. it's very hard to get away from whether it's motor house 
contents, life, whatever form of insurance, it's very hard to get away from it. And the insurance companies do hold the whip hand. They are putting through price rises. This is good for the brokers as well. Uh, this thing's fallen 5% today. Um, it has been on a bit of a run and it has now peeled off from that run. So I, I'm not sure I'd be rushing uh, in this one at the moment, only because uh, sentiment could drag it back down to sort of $23, which does look as if there's some serious good support there. So maybe another sort of 7 or 8% downside, perhaps in a drift. But uh, I think long term, as Rudy says, this is a good quality uh, insurance stock uh, in a good sector, which is kind of immune to some stage, uh, some you know, with the economy doing what it does, because you just can't get away from insurance, whichever yeah. way you turn. So you're happy with a hold for AUB? Do you prefer Steadfast? Yeah, or? I'm, I'm happy with a hold on right. AUB. I think, you know, Steadfast is, again, another good good uh, business. But uh, for AUB, uh, I'm happy with a hold, but you may get it cheaper. Okay. All right. Our next stock to take a look at, Henry, is Endeavour Group. With the way the markets are, a few people will be wanting a drink at the moment. Uh, <laughs> spun out of Woolworths only uh, within the last year or so. All its hotels and uh, bottle shops and, um, and uh, poker machines. What do you think of Endeavour yeah. Group? Well, um, again, another one that's advertising quite a lot. I saw a number of adverts uh, last night on uh, the program I was watching uh, for my Dan Murphy's and how Dan Murphy's beats everybody on prices. And I guess... Gee, you're a maths fan, are you? (laughs) 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 All right. Just asking. Uh, Well, it's always good to ask, Koshy. my Dan Murphy's, uh, well, Dan Murphy's, I think, guess generally is uh, is a market leader. Their hotels, mm. uh, etc., their pubs are doing well. But the big question mark, I guess, for Endeavour is the upcoming mortgage cliff that we hear so much about in terms of those fixed rate mortgages rolling over and people having to pull their heads in, not go to the pub, not put the money through the pokies, not go to uh, the clubs, etc. The good news is, I guess, is that if if the UK experience is anything to go by, when uh, the UK saw a big decline in pubs because of uh, economic downturn, what we did see in the UK is that more people went to the bottle shop Mm. and bought stuff and actually drank at home to while away their sorrows. So there is a certain amount of defensiveness in this, even if the hotels do start to come off, maybe Dan Murphy's and that side of the business will continue to hold up, which I suspect it will, because it is you know, what they call a category killer. Uh, there's nothing wrong with this stock, not very exciting, hard to see You know the real growth here, uh, very defensive in that respect. The question mark is how much the, uh, the consumer will be affected by higher rates as we go forward. But you know, the last couple of days, <laughs> yeah, it may be that we don't get higher rates. After all, you know, the bond market's come off considerably yeah. in terms of yields around the world. And now we're talking pauses and people are talking rate cuts in the US uh, sooner rather than later because of this banking instability. I think that is that is false and wrong. But, um, you know, this does have defensive qualities and nothing wrong with it at all. It's a hold. Okay. All right. Rudy, what do you reckon? Only... At a pure research, I'm uh, on the on the Dan Murphy app, and I'll tell you what: the last two years, this app yeah. is amazing. 
sort of uh, the way they've improved it yeah. is absolutely extraordinary. The deals it gives me, Taylor obviously knows I'm like a good bottle of red, mm-hmm. but Don't the mar- the mar- no, Don't but the marketing <laughs> is sensational. Yes, uh, well, yes, um, I'm I'm more with you than I'm with Henry on this one. Uh, by the way, uh, hope springs eternal in in response to all those speculating on red cuts now. Right. Um, Endeavour, I am no longer a shareholder. I was a shareholder because I'm a long-term shareholder in Woolworths, and right. very happy holder there. And of course, when they spun it off, they gave me shares yeah, as perfect. well. I only had a small parcel. Um, Endeavour just kept on trading on, on very elevated premium valuations for a while. And I decided I'm not going to buy anything extra for the time being. Um, so I sold them. Uh, the other thing, my my concern at the time was, and that was already when I was when I owned them as as part of Woolworths, is that you had so much happening on on the offline yep. uh, selling of, of of wines and spirits that I actually thought that this business might actually um, be be a, be a slow burner. Uh, it turned out, and it definitely surprised in February. It, it, like you, you, your experience with the app. It also has bought now some some businesses. Uh, I think uh, Jimmy Brinks or something along yes, those yeah, lines. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's definitely catching up with the competition there, and it's it, it is doing really really well on the on the offline yeah. uh, or online I should say yeah. online market. Um, so it's a very defensive and very uh, good performer operationally. You have to be comfortable though with the risks that come with the poker machines and, yep. and clubs in New South Wales yep. uh, for everyone who saw uh, Four Corners yesterday. Yep. So if you're comfortable with that, there's, there's no reason why you, why you wouldn't hold uh, Endeavour. Because right. they're obviously doing the right thing mm. once they un- unshackled themselves from, from Woolies and um, they're killing it basically at the moment. Yep. So, so a holder or a buyer? I would definitely it? hold it here and, oh. and, they, and they should be a very reliable dividend payer as well. Okay, so a hold from you and of course, we keep reiterating here on the call, you apply your own ESG filters over any of these stocks that you've got to be comfortable with. Uh, speaking of which, uh, next stock to look at, Rudy, Lottery Corp, um, spun out of out of Tab Corp. It's the, this it's the is be- the, the Lotto, Keto, all that sort of it's stuff. It's the better the part. part. It's the better part. Now, yeah. nobody's interested in, in Tab Corp anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it is. It is still a bit controversial, though. Well, it's. It's for example. I mean, it's, it's, it is what it is. It's lotteries, essentially. Um, it is regarded um, one of the very few pure lottery companies in the world that you can buy as an investor. Right. So from that perspective, it, and it is seen as a, as a steady, steady as she goes uh, performer should be, all else being equal. It hasn't been in the past, though. Um, the reason why uh, about <coughs> just about 80% of analysts <coughs> love this company is because of, of what it normally should be doing, and that's right. basically steadily increasing its dividend and its profits year in year out. We'll have to see whether that whether that materializes in the in the in the track record that's that's being built up right now. Um, I definitely think it's a hold. You can give them the benefit of the doubt here. Um, and, and so far, the, the so far okay. those who give it the benefit of the doubt have, have, have benefited. Have done so all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's uh, been on a good run. Uh, Henry, would you class this like Endeavour as a defensive stock? Um, I guess you could, Koshi. The other great thing about the Lottery Corp is not only is it defensive in times of trouble, but it holds out what is hope for for many. You know, the the big lottery 
sort of uh, jackpots do hold out hope. So it does tend to, even in bad times, people are just filled with hope that they're going to win the big one, the $100 million uh, jackpot. I mean, this is is the classic Humpty Dumpty stock in some respects because, you know, Tabcorp bought Tats Lotto, put the whole thing together, they put Humpty together and then the brokers and the investment bankers went, you know what, Humpty's much better in bits yep. and we'll, uh, we'll separate Humpty Dumpty back to, uh, to bits and the Lottery Corp came out of that. Everyone has been a big fan of the Lottery Corp. Price rises are coming, they, they, they only tiny weeny little price rises in terms of their, uh, their products out there. 85% of their revenue comes from lotteries. They've got Kino as well, which could have uh, you know, could be affected a little bit by the downturn in uh, in pubs and clubs, of course. So that is a, a risk. But uh, they are managing to get through small price rises. The market is a little bit, I guess, um, you know, are you going to worry about paying another 20, 30, 40 cents on your lottery invite when you have the chance of making $100 million if your ship comes in? Trouble is, when the ship comes in, I'm usually waiting at the airport for the ship uh, and it doesn't come into the airport. Uh, the result was good. It's an, it's been uh, it's been on a lot of brokers um, a lot of brokers wish lists. The stock has come off. I think it could pull back a little bit more, but it's definitely a hold. Right. The, the big jack the big jackpots do really help in terms yeah. of uh, driving business. But you know th- this is a stock that weathers the storm because of that hope factor that comes in and. You know, you spend 20 bucks on a lottery ticket, you feel better. It gives you some yeah. some, uh, some hope that things are going to get better for you, perhaps. And, uh, you know, big jackpots are a big lure and price rises are helping. Yeah. So it's definitely a hold. It's hard to see, you know, massive growth, but the stock's rallied from four bucks to five bucks in, uh, in the last sort of uh, four or five months. So it's clearly the market loves this one. Uh, and who am I to argue with it? Yep, exactly. Uh, so many people say, oh, when there's a big Powerball, isn't that bad for the company? And you go, no, well, no, because because no. <laughs> no. all those people have missed out in the previous five weeks and it's jackpotted, all their money is sort of a, a free kick to Lottery Corp. We used to, yeah. we used to find that with the cash cow, anyhow. Yeah, um, yeah what, 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 they've, what they've found, because they had a little bit of a weaker period, but what they've found is that the, the, the easy solution to overcome a weak period is to increase the potential yeah. price, yeah. and all of a sudden, so many more people play. So by, by offering more as a gain, they actually make more money. Yep, yep. that's uh, amazing. Everyone, when times get tough, everyone starts to dream. All right, uh, let's go back to financials. And um, they have been smashed over the last couple of days. Henry, uh, what's your view on Suncorp, the uh, the Queensland-based financial institution? Well, there is a very good question there, <laughs> Koshi. I mean, it generally goes to the heart of all these financials. It's down 5% today. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's. I guess there's the double whammy for Suncorp because not only is it a bank, and it's yeah. a regional bank at that, which you know we, we've now been told by the by the U.S. authorities, regional <coughs> banks are um, are in need of support, at least in the U.S. because mm. of uh, some of the risks out there. Uh, but also, it is an insurance company as well, and an insurance companies do well when interest rates are higher because the money they put on deposit to ultimately pay out to their claims uh, is uh, gaining more and more income on that. So. It's been whacked with a double whammy today, five percent down, and that's you know it's fallen from thirteen bucks to under well it's eleven dollars seventy or something. Yep. 
They delivered in terms of their earnings. They maintained guidance. Uh, there's also they're looking at selling off the bank side of things, but we're not going to see. Uh, I guess we're not going to see feedback on that from the ACCC because there are some issues with that probably till June this year. So there's 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 you know there's quite a lot to like in this one. But to be honest, uh, with the sentiment the way it is at the moment against anything that has bank in its name hmm. or um, financial services to some extent, especially regional, it's going to be a hard one to uh, to try and pick the bottom of. Some people will, some people may get a little hurt looking at the charts. You know, maybe there's a little bit more downside to come. Right. But, uh, you know, it's a quality operation. It shouldn't get caught up in all this, uh, ris- you know, razzmatazz that's going on in the U.S. But then the same applies to Commonwealth Bank. What that has got to do with SVB yeah. uh, lending money to venture capitalists and tech companies and having duration risk, uh, I have no idea. However, it has highlighted the problems and the sentiment that can really affect these things. So it's it's still a hold. I wouldn't be turfing it out. Uh, and there will be, as with all these banks at the moment, there will be a really good opportunity to load up at some stage. Uh, I'm just not sure when that stage is. Right. I kind of thought it might have been, you know, the, the the circuit breaker of the weekend and the uh, the Federal Reserve and the Treasury in the U.S. moving to uh, to sort of backstop everything. May have been the answer, but you know we're down 130 yeah. odd points again today. 30 odd points yesterday, and 160 on Friday. It's not been a good three days, that's for sure. No. Three days, three days of the Condor. <laughs> and it's not just Suncorp, uh, Rudy. It's Bank of Adelaide, Bendigo's down, Bank of Queensland's down, plus the big four. What do you think of Suncorp? I guess your typical value investor would say, well, you buy them when they're down on sentiment yeah. because um, I mean, dangerous to make those forecasts. But I don't think we are we are seeing a rerun of what, what happened in, in 2008. Um, so if, if it goes down by sentiment, who cares? There should be an opportunity and, and, I mean, and it will come back at some stage. Um, Coming back to, to, to Suncorp in particular though, um, I've never been very excited by it. In, in the past I always start snoring when someone mentions <laughs> Suncorp. Um, it, it mean, on a very traditional label, insurance companies are supposed to be defensive. Um, yep. But on many occasions you, 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 have to que- you have to question that defensive element. Uh, I also think it's a very outdated labeling. Um, in their favor though, they are trying to get rid of the bank because it, it, just, it just means they have, to, they have to retain too much capital. Um, if they still manage to sell that bank, as a shareholder, you will be rewarded for, for being on board right. now. Yeah. Because they will, they, will, they will pay out a lot of, a lot of that money which they will, will be getting, which will be billions. Yeah. They will pay it to shareholders. Right. So on that basis, you you should actually hold it today and not not worry about uh, what's, what's going in the on short now. Term. Yep. Uh, because you will still get your dividends as well. And they are. I mean, it doesn't always grow, but they are a reliable dividend payer, friend, yep. and and they will pay out the proceeds of the banking operation. Okay. Um, so that's still a very nice, juicy return that is waiting yep. for you if you if you can be patient right okay so but i'm, but I'm, but I'm not a big a fan of the insurance company no no but you're <laughs> saying be patient with yeah, absolutely though, right absolutely. So hold for you uh next stock let's go back is a software provider ready tech um for educators uh, um small to medium-sized mm. enterprise local and state governments 
provide software for us? Sometimes I say about uh, Objective Corp that they are a little bit of a, a little technology one. Uh, mm. This is then the little, little, little technology one. Ah. Um, not profitable though. Wow, uh, coming at you think ReadyTech is a mini tech one. Yes, there are. There are, there are oh, but, gee, that's but, high praise from you. But, well, no, it just means that they, they try to emulate what, what Tech One has been doing over the past two decades. Ah, right. <laughs> not, not that they are going not to that be they are going the, to, no, the no, next no, technology no. one. No, okay. no, that's uh, far from for, guaranteed. For those who aren't regular viewers, Rudy <laughs> is the uh, leads the technology one cheer squad, quite rightly, and has been proven correct over the last couple of years. I've only made it thousand percent over the past decade. Oh, <laughs> stop rubbing it in. Okay. Anyway, so, anyway, long story short, uh, Technology One is, I don't know what it's doing today, but until recently it was an all-time high. Yep. Uh, which basically means you don't want to buy those stocks at the, uh, near an all-time high. You want to buy them cheaper. Yep. The one that has fallen a lot is Objective Corp. Right. And Objective is, is, is profitable. It's a much larger business than, than ReadyTech is, but lots, a lot smaller than Technology One, even though Tech One is not that large as a company itself. Right. So I would prefer, if you want to go into that sector, I would prefer to go to um, uh, Objective. Right. Um, or you wait until Technology One gets sold off. Um, ReadyTech, you take on more risk. They still have to prove themselves. They're not profitable yet. They just rejected. Uh, an approach from private equity. Right. I believe it was private equity, but anyway, a suitor. Um, and they still, have to, they still have to prove themselves. So you're taking on more risk, and that doesn't necessarily mean you're getting a higher return. Okay. But my ultimate preference would be that you just wait for technology one to trip over one day, right. and then you just pile up. Okay, so technology one has got to $15.11 yeah. earlier mm -hmm. this month or last week, yeah. uh, down to 14 19 at the moment. I know it sounds a lot, but a dollar <coughs> at that stage, it's, uh, it's, it's, yeah. still, it's still on very high multiples. Right, yeah. okay. So Tech One got down to 10, 10 bucks. Okay. What a, what a steal that was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Henry, what do you think of uh, ReadyTech? Um, ReadyTech. It's uh, an interesting one, isn't it? Rudy's right. I mean, they, they knocked back, uh, well, the offer that was $4.50. Uh, walked off into the sunset. There was a deal at Christmas that it sort of uh, slipped through everybody's fingers. And so, you know, there, there's clearly some interest out there from some of the private equity players. PEP were the guys that were looking at that one. So there clearly is some interest. I know Rudy talks about this as the, you know, the, the, the mini technology one. Uh, and to a certain extent it is, but it is pretty much focused on, I guess, uh, the education sector, workforce solutions they yeah. talk about. Uh, they are tracking ahead, or they are tracking on guidance. The stock has obviously come off to where it was before uh, the bid uh, at $4.50 fell apart. So um, it's, a, it's a hold. I think there is some corporate interest out there still for this one. And we have seen it with the likes of Nitro, Tyro, these kind of software fintechy companies. Maybe that's evaporated in the last three days. Who knows? But I think at $3.05 is probably worth hanging on to if you're a shareholder to okay. see what happens. Frequently, you know, if you put the work in as a private equity guy, you might come back with a revised offer at uh, a lower price. Okay. All right, let's recap the uh, the first five stocks. Stock of the day was, you know, preferred gold stock. Uh, Henry is de Grey or Genesis. 
<coughs> Rudy Sicky a bit outside the square where they um, service provided to gold companies in DDH1. Uh, AUB a hold from both. Rudy prefers Steadfast, Endeavour a hold, Lottery Corp a hold, <coughs> excuse me, Suncorp a hold. Um, Ready Tech a hold from Henry. Uh, a no from Rudy prefers objective in that space. Um, if not, wait for a, uh, a big pullback in technology one. At CMC, we've been in the game for a while. And although a lot of things have changed, our mentality hasn't. We aim to give experienced traders the best trading experience, like our expert platform with its second to none trading tools. Plus our pricing is completely transparent. That's why people who've been trading for a long time stay with us for a long time. So if you're serious about trading, switch to the market leader trusted for over 30 years. Trade CFDs your way at CMC Market. Markets.com. You don't own underlying assets. Consider relevant PDS and TMD or information memorandum for CMC Pro accounts at our website. Uh, now, we might check the uh, the fantasy portfolio tomorrow because we're running a bit behind. We've got five stocks to go. Uh, this half hour, we'll take a look at Woodside, uh, QBE, Appen, Megaport, and REA. Um, Henry Jennings, while the oil price has risen overnight, uh, the gold price rather, oil price continues to be weak. Uh, what's your view on Woodside, uh, biggest of our oil and gas producers? Yes, uh, Koshi, it is the biggest of our oil and gas producers. I have to say, you know, we're hearing all these words coming out of China after their, uh, their meeting at the weekend sort of finished. Uh, about stimulus, about 5% GDP, but you know th this one has tanked on the back of the oil price. It's dropped from 38 bucks to 33 bucks recently. Uh, I think you know it's starting to get interesting in terms of uh, the price. This is a, a quality oil company that's done very well out of the integration of the BHP assets. There are a number of question marks over uh, Senegal, over Scarborough, uh, but generally, and you know, it pays a dirty great big dividend as well, 5%. Mm. Uh, plus fully frank dividends. Uh, it's it's recording record numbers, but here it is languishing below 33 bucks on the back of the oil price. At some stage, it will be a buy, and I'm not is sure this the stage? that is far. That is not far away. I think, actually, no. not far away. I have to say, I think you know if you can get it, um, you know maybe 32.50. That would probably be a little oh, bit safer. Gee, that's pretty close. It's pretty close. I mean, in, in right. the big scheme of things at the moment, I think I put a buy on this one. It has oh, been in a trading range. Uh, let's put a buy on it. Then. Okay. So let's, All right. Let's go with that. Rudy, what do you think of Woodside? No, I'm not following Henry. Um, I think I think too many people have are usually making a very relaxed forecast that the oil price, by definition, will be higher by year end. I'm not so sure about that one. Mm. Um, the other thing, of course, is that. Um, there's an argument to be made that Woodside is more about gas than it is about right, oil, yep. uh, even though they, they did get a lot of oil from, from BHP. From BHP. I suspect that part of that big fall of the share price is due to the fact that investors are gradually catching up on the fact that the dividends will be a lot lower. Dividends have peaked for that sector. Right. Uh, and, 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 and how much lower, uh, that will depend on the oil price, amongst other things. Because we also, we also have a new... Um, a new party in in federal government right. and they might actually look into some of the specific taxes mm. for oil and gas producers in australia mm. it's mm. called the prrt i actually right. forgot what it stands for but um the, the i've already seen some speculation that they might um think at the very least look into it and maybe tax this, this right. industry higher 
the R and the T are rental taxes. Or, yes, uh, petroleum, petroleum, I think. Something yeah. or other, rental taxes. Anyway, yeah. if they do that, then you will see less profits, less dividends, right. and a lower okay. share price. So you have to be comfortable. So would you be selling Woodside? I wasn't in there in the first place. Right. <laughs> so no, just don't so get the, it. So the thing is, if you're in there, you're probably counting on the fact that they will emulate the large oil and gas producers globally, which are big dividend payers and, and swimming in cash. They are much less so. Um, and, and, and they probably have a bullish view on oil, which I do not necessarily have. So I'm, I'm not in there in the first place, but I can okay. see the logic so of, of just holding it when, you, okay. when you're in there. All right. Uh, back to the financials, Rudy, and um, a view on QBE, the big general and commercial insurance group. Yeah, I'm, I'm showing my age now. I'm, I'm old enough to know and to realize and to remember when this was one of the hottest stocks on the ASX. Yeah. They, were, they did one acquisition after the other one. The share price just yeah. kept on going up. Yeah. Those were the days. Huh? Yeah. Now we have uh, now who, who rang QBE or Halloran? I think. Uh, yeah, Franco Halloran, and before that was anyhow, I'm showing my age now. Yeah. Yep, and I didn't grow up in Australia, so it's not that long ago. <laughs> um, the funny thing with QBE is, it, over the past decade, or maybe even decade and a half, it was full of promise and and full of eternal and perennial disappointments. Now, on the operational side, it would appear that they've left that behind. But we all have to realize that one of the reasons why the share price has performed so well is partially due to bond yields. Yep. And, and Henry uh, uh, touched upon it earlier. Uh, that higher bond yields era might, might, might have come to a sudden halt already, which right. basically means that we have to be less, less positive about QBE from here. Um, it's not necessarily going to tank or going to... Uh, going to slump or anything, but I, th I think some of that upside that was previously assumed, including by, by forecasters and analysts, uh, they might have to temper that a little bit here. Right. And QBE might, uh, might, might have um, more moderate upside from here, if not just going sideways. Um, mm. Okay. I, I remain very circumspect on insurers. Officially, they're defensive. In practice, they, there's a lot of competition happening there. Um, I mean, the, yes, they can increase their, their premiums, but you know what? There are, there are some challenger brands in Australia that, that can undercut them, and they do undercut them, and they will take market share. Okay. Um, so it's, so not, it's, not a, it's not a free for all, win for all. So I'm not a big fan, but if you own it, I wouldn't necessarily sell it. You still get your dividends, and there's still probably some more upside to be had. Okay. All right. So a hold for you. Yeah. Okay. Henry, what do you think of QBE? Uh, it's a hold from me as well, Koshi. Uh, I do tend to agree with Rudy. I mean, we are seeing bond yields come off, which is imperative for insurers. QBE used to be the company that surprised always with their results and always to the downside, as uh, as Rudy said. You know, uh, O'Halloran uh, in his day was uh, was basically hoovering up every insurance company around the world that he possibly could, and it. It looked great for a while, and then this has been a massive reset over the last, well, it's probably a, you know at least five to ten years of QBE. It's looking a lot better as a company. Uh, they are increasing margins. They are pushing up premiums. The bond markets help them. Obviously, that's not helping them at the moment. They've come off from 15 bucks to 14 bucks uh, very, very quickly in the last couple of days. At some stage, they will bounce. But uh, I think at the moment it's probably at best to hold. I wouldn't be ploughing back into it, that's for sure. The great thing, I guess, to some extent, is they haven't had a major catastrophe 
for a little while. We haven't had a uh, you know a, a sort of a global catastrophe, a big insurance event for them, which is uh, which is good. There's obviously been floods in Australia, etc., but it hasn't been a massive, massive sort of uh, global uh, catastrophe cycle that we have seen in the past. So it is a hold for me. Uh, the uh, the bond yields falling is obviously a negative for these guys, but it's yeah. a quality, well-run company these days. Very different to the old QBE of roll-up. Okay. All Actually right. Roll-up. Okay, mate. Uh, Henry is Appen, a quality, well-run company. Uh, tech stock that's been... Uh, absolutely hammered over the last uh, year on rising interest rates and a whole lot of other issues. It's in the artificial intelligence business. Um, uh, in 180 languages, 130 countries, uh, basically it, it feeds data into artificial intelligence, is it? It does, Koshi. It does feed data. This has been an absolute dog but yep. as they say every dog has its day Ooh. now i did write a th- i did write a thing this morning in the newsletter talking about appen uh and that maybe its day is coming they've got a new ceo oh. and they've got that wonderful uh strategic review happening uh there's no guidance obviously the new ceo has an, a, a kind of a, a, a <laughs> I was going to say agenda, but he has got a, a way of, uh, it does tend to mean that they do wipe the slate clean. The strategic review is due to sort of wind up in May, so we were going to get more from that. I think if you've got quite a large risk appetite, this one is looking quite interesting at the oh. moment. They've just launched three new generation AI products. And there was a, There's been a lot of talk about chat, GPT, etc., and yep. AI coming to a... PC or even uh, an Alexa or a, or a Google uh, near you or a Siri, um, you know these guys did very well out of the whole beginning of uh, turning data into conversations with these things on your desk, you know the Siri's and etc. They did very well out of that. They're very big on data. The question is, can they leverage that into the AI world? They've got a new man at the helm, XKPMG. He looks like he has got a vision for the company. He's excited. They always are. Uh, and there is, I think there is potential for this one to uh, come back. If you're conservative, you probably wait till the May strategic review. It has been bumping along the bottom and has actually to some extent been uh, kind of uh, going against the trend of tech stocks in the last uh, few weeks at least and has been trying to bubble a little bit higher. So. This one is certainly on my radar, as I say. If you're conservative, you would be looking for the May strategic review. If you've got a little bit more risk in your book and you want to get a little bit more uh, speculative, then maybe this is one for you. But it's definitely a hold, and I think it looks quite interesting for a bounce. Okay, so it's a hold. So I put it down as a vulture buy. A vulture buy? You can put that down as a vulture buy. Yeah, when the vultures come in and... I, oh, I didn't know we had a vulture yeah, buy. Yeah, well, I just thought I'd throw it out there. Sort of well, you, throw it out there, mate. Go know? for it. Yeah, vulture, when, vulture buy works When the vultures me. are circling, is that as yeah. bad as it gets? What do you reckon, yeah, Rudy? It is. 
Yeah, no, I can see the image. Not that he likes it, but he can see it. Because <laughs> the funny thing was, I was, I was having an, some animal world in my head as well. I was, I was, <laughs> I was, I was thinking of the the, uh, the the parable, the parable of the the wolf in sheep's clothes, and then oh. I th and I thought this one is the sheep in wolf's clothes. <laughs> um, because you said it's a technology company, but. Even yeah. in the good times, there was, yeah. there, was a, there was a lively discussion going on in and around the share market, whether this was actually a technology company or not. Yeah. And I think the end conclusion is it's not. No. It's actually a labor service, labor offering, labor services Cause company. They've got it's, it's, tens it's, of thousands exactly, of staff exactly. in so India. But basically what happens is that they, I don't know, uh, hold, hold a fire engine up or you know, yeah. cut out a fire yeah. engine uh, so that AI can determine whether it's a fire engine in the future. Something like that. Is yeah. It? Yeah. 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 yeah, something like that. Yeah. So I think, I think, it's, I think it's, if there is a bounce, um, it, it'll be a, a Meyer-alike bounce. You, know? right. you look at the Meyer share price of so the you're not one convinced. one. No, if, it will be short term, it'll be, it'll, it won't last. I think the business case for this company, which was always as we now, now know in hindsight, which was always inflated in the first place, yeah. I think this business case is probably even getting less with the likes of... Uh, less, chat, so it's going to get worse. Chat GPT. I think, it's, I think so this business case is over. from 40 to do $2.69. Yeah, yeah. And, and at 40, you have to, in hindsight, you have to, well, actually, for memory, 42, I think, was the right. peak. Yeah. You, have to disc you have to debate whether it actually deserved to be there. Right. Um, and I think it, I think the business case is over. Right. So no for you. No. Okay. All right. Let's keep in tech, but uh, in data centres. Next stop, Rudy Megaport. Um, um, Eight hundred data centres globally. Clients like AWS, Microsoft Azure, Google Cloud Platform. Uh, one of our, our big data centre stocks, along with NextDC, probably Macquarie Telecom. You could put as uh, big data centre operators. What do you think of Megaport? Megapol is a bit different in, in that they connect to those data centers. Right. Um, one word for you, Bevan Slatery. Yep. Um, everything he touches turns into gold, apparently. And then, then Megapol well, comes along. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that chart came straight up when you were going. Yes. And yeah, then that, that comes was along. the pivot. Anyway, Megapol lo lo came. long story short, this is widely regarded also because obviously Baggins letter is in there and apparently they do have a they do have a, 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 a very good business case. However, it is all about building the infrastructure first, which has its costs, and then of course uh, at the long term trajectory those customers have to get on board. Right. Uh, that has proven in particular in economic downturns a little bit more of a of a gradual process instead of an acceleration process. As the market's focus has turned towards are you profitable or not, yep. and they unfortunately could not make anything up there, they had to admit that they are not, and they're not going to be profitable tomorrow either, right. hence the share price where it is. Okay. Recently, the, the, the CEO has gone, and the, the chairman is now in charge, which shows you obviously there were internal, let's call it, dis Issues. disagreements mm -hmm. between strategy and anything. So at the moment, they basically have still have a long way to go. I think there's no hurry to get in there. Mm. But if you're in there and you still believe in that business case, you probably have to be very patient here. Okay. Uh, I don't see any quick resolution. But then again, I mean, companies can surprise. I think yeah. this, is, this is one for the patient ones. Okay. Uh, Henry, is this a vulture buy? <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm not sure it's a vulture buy. I've been caught with this one before on the call. Um, I think I called it a, a buy. The stock went up about five or six percent the day afterwards, and then issued a profit warning the day after that, and then the stock crashed. Now it's lost its CEO as well, Bevan Slattery, who is supposed to have the golden touch. Well, that's certainly turned into fool's gold in terms of this one. Uh, that is definitely iron pyrite in terms of megaport because it hasn't lived up to the mega name in any respect, I have to say. A new CEO is on his way. We don't even know who that is. The global search continues. I just, I'm with Rudy. I've got to say, you have to be, you're going to have to take a leap of faith and be pretty patient with this one. Um, I think there's better things to play elsewhere. I'd rather be in Appen than in Megaport, to be quite honest. Even if Appen's days could be numbered, but I, I, you know, Megaport just seems to be a yep. perennial disappointer and a problem child. And if you're coming in as the CEO and Bev Slattery has been there for a while, yeah, good luck. Yeah, yeah, and it's a classic case. Is if it's too hard, there are better opportunities. Oh, uh, there's elsewhere. so many now. Yeah, yeah. Well, is is REA one of them, Henry? The big uh, the big property platform. Well, it is a bit. It's kind of, I call it the old school platform because it is old school in some respects. It's been around a long time. It dominates. Uh, you know, it's been trading sideways for a, for a long time. Some of the news has been good. Obviously, we're worried about the housing market, etc. But they have been able to push through price increases. They're trying to push through another one. They do have pricing power. Uh, that, you know, if you want to be in that space and you want to play the housing recovery in terms of volumes, which I think is some way away, then maybe it's definitely a hold. It's quality. It uh, you know it beats domain on so many fronts. It is the dominant player, but it is very linked to the oncoming yeah. mortgage cliff that we're all worried about. So, you know, it's hard to get excited about this in the short term, but certainly it is a hold for mm. a lot of reasons, just because it's, you know, it's it's big, it's massive, they've got pricing power, they do it very well. Uh, they've got premium listings coming uh, in, with uh, contracts rolling out for increased prices. Uh, the premium end of the market has not had any downturn really yep. uh, from interest rates. They don't care what interest rates are. If you're buying a $40 million house, Mike Cannon Brooks, do you really care what interest rates are? Yeah. You just, yep. you know, just the right. question is, does, does Mike Cannon Brooks put a $40 million house on our oh, acre? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Probably not. <laughs> but, but Rudy, uh, Henry's giving the case for the Australian operation. Yes. Um, you talked to uh, Owen Wilson at uh, REA says the um, on, in the share price does not value the Indian business at all, yes. and he thinks that's yes. going to be the stellar potential. Probably long term, yeah. So I, I in, in large terms, I, I, I agree with Henry. Um, this, 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 the, the problem with forecasting share prices is that you can forecast accurately what's going to happen operationally. But it doesn't mean that the share market is not going to do something yeah. else with it. And the share market can look forward at any time. Um, plenty of examples, for example, that, uh, that, that the share price of CSL has, has proven over the past years. Yep. I think it's very comparable to CSL. There's, there's a discussion in the share market which one is the, the, the best managed company on the stock exchange. Often people mm. come up with CSL. Yep. Other people say it's REA Group. Yep. Uh, both are extremely well-managed long-term performers. Um, in between the two, I would now prefer CSL, by the way, it's the better mm. position, because REA has probably another 12 months, maybe 18 months of, of big question marks hanging in front of it. Yeah. However, 
it's it's a, it's a hold here or a buy if you can look beyond the, the the shorter term weakness because there's very little doubt in my mind that if you have a five or ten year view that that share price will be a lot yeah. higher and and is it like CSL where where there are times during the year each year well not so much on that that it comes back to you know, CSL comes back to 250, 260, oh, yeah. and this top up and it bounces the, 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 back the, the, again. This one has been between just under 100 and like, let's say the 130 yeah. uh, for quite a while now. That yeah. peak that you see, that, that was COVID-led peak, right. yep. Yep. Uh, 2021. Yep. Um, now it's all about, uh, again, you can also throw in the other story. If you have to choose between the main group and REA group, I always choose REA group. Right, yeah. You choose the, the, the market leader. And interestingly enough, the February result indicated that REA is probably taking market share again from right, the, from the main. Okay, uh, so a hold for you. Yes, in REA? and and, uh, and if okay. you hold a long term view, you can buy it. Okay, all right. Let's recap the uh, the final five stocks. Uh, Woodside uh, just tipping over to a buy for Henry. A no from Rudy. QB a hold from both. Uh, Appen a vulture buy if you have a high risk from Henry. Uh, a no from Rudy, he doesn't have that high risk profile. Uh, Megaport a no from both REA, a hold from both Rudy Philippek Bandai from uh, FN Arena. Good to see you, sir. Thank you. Nothing for the commission. Uh, Henry the Jennings. <laughs> Henry, Henry Jennings from Marcus today. Always great to have you, big fella. Thank you for that. Thanks, Koshi. Thanks, Rudy. That's uh, all we had time for for today. But if you've got any stocks you'd like me to put to our expert panels, of course, put them in an email to call at osbiz.com.au or Twitter. Uh, send it through Twitter using the at Osbiz handle. That's all we have time for today. See you same time tomorrow. Coming up very shortly, The Pulse. Stick around on Osbiz. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.